Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. You know what that means. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about some AEW Dynamite. My name is Jay, as always, joined by Big Tasty Ben Jackson and Aaron the Statman Stockliffe. How are we, gentlemen? Good, yeah. Yeah. Alright. Um, my hole's fine, so I'm doing better than some people. <laughs> Apart from you almost butchered my name then, I'm doing alright. I'm home this time, as you can see. Well, the podcast people they, they can't. can't see. But I, you can see. We can see. If, if, anyone yeah. pay, if anyone pays if me ten pounds, I will describe what I'm doing what's it doing. yeah, I am I may have forgotten to breathe mid uh intro that's why i nearly butchered your name mate um sorry about that pal um yeah aw it's a good show wasn't it yeah I, 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 I thought so i thought this was if, if anything actually better than beach break um as a complete yeah thing. no i i agree with that yeah Be- beach break was weird though because it was like th- there was certain things that happened where it was just like well that's a bit of a sort of letdown a bit, bit of a build to a letdown. The only, the only really good thing that happened at Beach Break was Kenta. Oh, I don't know. You're, um, the main event was great. No, we're not getting into this, Jake. The main, event, the main event was great. The wedding was hilarious. Um, no, but the, the, the match was... Yeah, the main event was good, but that's what I mean. Like, the, I the mean, only, we're doing that the thing only huge talking we're, points to come out of it, though, was Kenta. We're doing that thing again, aren't we? We're like... We get so used to like the high quality of in-ring com- com- wrestling that we just utterly gloss over it. Like, yeah, I'm I'm talking about it like it was a fucking terrible show. I mean, it, it still kicked the shit out of Raw. And talking about it like it was like a fucking bad. house show in the middle of buff fuck nowhere with like nothing <laughs> happening on it. Yeah, um, let's get into it anyway. Uh, before we do, where can people find us on social media, please? Big tasty because Aaron's uh, eating something. Jim Gary, you just put me on the spot. Uh, so you can find us on, I believe, Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and you can find us on Twitch and Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. Awesome. Cheers, man. Um, so yeah, if you want to tell us what you thought about it, hit us up there. Um, so the show, the show starts with Joey Janela versus Darby Allen in a TNT title match. Um, and this was not the match I expected us to get. I thought it was going to be a lot more fast-paced than it was. Not that it was bad, but... Joey Janela did, did the proper wrestling. Joey Janela was showing that he's actually a decent technical wrestler, as was Darby Allen. Um, yeah. There were a couple of cool spots. Um, you forget where, like, sometimes that Janela is actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, also, something that surprised me, this is Janelle's first title match in AEW. Yeah. Is... No, he wrestled Kenny, didn't he? No, not for the title. Is that a non-title? Okay. I don't, I don't know why I thought that was the title match. No. Um, yeah, so there was a there was a nasty-looking spot way early on where he hit like a... A front suplex onto Darby on like the apron. Oh yeah, he dropped drop, drop his like it. drop his like chin on the apron, which yeah. Jr. Then... reminded us was the hardest part of the ring. It is. <laughs> Might hit your hole on the apron. Um, 
and then he hit like a diving elbow strike thing. Um, he he was in control. For I, a believe, lot of I believe I believe Excalibur called that an elbow suicida. Excalibur. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure he just made up on the spot. Yeah. To be fair, um, he went up. He went up for a top rope elbow at some point. Uh, Darby hangs him up on the top. Uh, Darby worked o- over his arm as well, over, Gian- uh, over Janela's arm, because obviously his finish is an elbow drop. Um, he went for a springboard coffin drop. Joey caught him into a jam, and that was mental. Yeah, that was um, a really nice counter. And it was really smooth as well. Like It looked really good. Yeah, speaking of smooth counters, we then got lo- a load of roll-ups, and Janela managed to transition that into a pile driver. Yeah. Which was mental. <laughs> oh, somewhere in there, I think, I think, I think we've was, gone past it. Somewhere in there, Darby hit like a savage suicide dive. He did, yeah. Um, that uh, was which, which looked terrifying. I think. I think that was just that was just before the uh, the springboard coffin drop, actually. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like Jr. was furious that Darby kicked out of the pile drive. <laughs> he was yeah, you could, so upset about it. You, you could hear like the rage in his voice for like a couple of seconds. I don't think I can think of people who should put kick out of a pile driver. Well, Bobby <laughs> Allen just has. I mean, if he wants to go into semantics, wait until he's fucking Leo Rush first. Joey Janela and Leo no sells a fucking power bomb through a table off a ladder. I <laughs> get, get really upset. Um, Darby reverses superplex, hits the top rope code red, and then hits the coffin drop to win. Uh, I Inter- was... Interestingly, before he hits the, t- the coffin drop, he does like a hammerlock DDT, and then yeah. he, le- he leaves Janela's arm under his body, so that mm. when he does the coffin drop and lands on him, he- he's impacting the arm as well. Which I think I thought was I was really impressed by like how innovatively Darby was able to wear the arm in this match. I thought that was really cool. Mm. Those were a couple of really that. cool like spots. Uh, Bianca done that to Bailey a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown too. The hammerlock thing. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, I, as I say, I was expecting this to be like a full throttle mental match, and it was instead to give us like a technical clinic. Yeah, so, still pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it. Um, I was a little bit concerned about this match when I heard. I was like, "Oh, this is just going to be a, a throwaway nothing match. It's not going. It's going to do nothing for me. It's just going to be there to, to, to like to give Darby something to do for a week." And I really enjoyed it. I thought. I thought like, they really. Um, they really impressed me. They really, you know, they pulled out some of the stops and you know they didn't have to go and bleed all over each other or or like hit each other with stupid stuff i mean i love all that don't I mean, we'll see that later but <laughs> but it was nice for them it was nicer than to like sub, like you said I, earlier jay to like subvert the expectations and just put on like an actual proper technical wrestling match yeah i, th- I think as well it kind of left you it left you wanting in a good way like it left us wanting to see them do a proper what you'd expect from them match now we've yeah. had that like sort of technical, uh, technical, very not slow paced, but you know, only I mean, technical, methodical match. Um, yeah. Were yeah, they the... weren't they both in the Cracker Barrel match way back when? They were. You know, yeah, with, we... with with Jimmy Watts, Jimmy Dickhead. Uh, Name yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, before you go to what comes on next on the build up to on, on uh, English added. On the build-up to it, uh, they go to the commentary table uh, and JR just goes, who is he? Where did he come from? Why is he here? JR about Kenta, because they're talking about Kenta Moxley. 
Um, who is he? He's Kenno. We know that. Where does he come from? Japan. We also know that. <laughs> Why is he here to challenge for Moxley's IWGB US title? Well, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I, I think with that, because um, there was, even though obviously we know who Kenza is, and people who watch NXT would know him as Hideo Itami, there's still, there is still like quite a lot of people who were on, on Twitter going, who's this? So, oh, wow. and also I've been, I know I myself have been very critical when AEW kind of just had someone arrive and just expected us to know who they are. Are you referring to um, when Excalibur shouted, it's the butcher and the blade, as if like... <laughs> That's like the prime example, yeah. But they've done it. They have done it with other people as well. Um, and I've just been like, eh, who the fuck's that? Um, so yeah, I kind of I like that they're actually taking the time to sort of address it, even if it was just through this like John Moxley promo that he did next. It 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 sometimes like it doesn't take a lot for them to for them to be able to fill in the blanks for people, does it? Oh, and Mox, Moxie's so good at this. He's so good at like just taking like a minute to just like explain yeah. everything, put in like a, a way that doesn't bore you. Yeah, like all he, he literally, he, all he, literally really... all he literally did was explain who Kenta was, explain like their situation, their personal situation, and then explain the match that we're gonna have later that night. That's all. That's and all he did. He, he did a very cool thing as well, where he obviously he had the belt in his hand, but he didn't show that he had it in his hand. Yeah. And then when he put it over his shoulder, it was like this is what it's for. So, yeah. Oh. It was. It was. I thought Mox, Mox, he's just. A, he's a master of efficient promos. Yeah, like he just gets. He gets over all the information he needs to, and he keeps you interested, and he gets you hyped for the match, and then that's it. And that's all he does, and that's all he needs. It, it has got me very excited for Mox and Kenza now. I'm definitely gonna. Oh, they're gonna do an absolute murder on each other, and it's gonna be hilarious. I'm. I'm definitely gonna make sure that I watch that before we do the news. Um, on I think it's two weeks on Saturday. Um. Because it'll be Saturday morning, so it'll be literally as we're about to do our news podcast. So I'll just yeah. watch that and then go straight into it. Um, so after the Mox promo, we get Sammy going into Sammy Guevara going into the um, Inner Circle dressing room, and MJF um, is like talking to Santana, Hager, and Wardlow and Ortiz, um, and Sammy says, "Can you just like leave us in the room?" But he says, keep the camera here because he obviously wants to document that MGF's full of shit. Um, Sammy basically accuses MGF of um, of trying to break up the inner circle or take over it for himself. MGF puts his phone on the table. And, it's, um, it's important to know at this point that he also asks Wardler to leave. MGF asks Wardler to leave. So it's yeah. just the two of them and the camera guy uh, in, the, in the room. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, and then M- MJF go gets Sammy to say, "Oh yeah, I hate Jericho. I want to take over the inner circle. You've got me." At which point MJF go- goes, "Oh yeah, that's all I needed to hear." And he goes to pick up his phone. Sammy Sammy realizes that what MJF doing, um, take snatches his phone out of his hand, throws it at the wall, and then punches MJF in the gut. Um, MJF MJF sells just like he's been stabbed. By the way, yeah. <laughs> Um, there was a, there was a, this was one of a few instances where the they made a point of going like saying oh yeah there's a cameraman here, which I thought was very for what it was it worked very effectively. Um, uh, also, shout out to Sammy Cavara wearing a women top. Shit, yeah. 
underneath yeah. the I, I, I just thought it was quite cool. It's not often you see, like, well, our women talk, to be honest. So, mm. fair play. Yeah, we, we, got, I mean, we, we got a lot of movements on the inner circle this week. And, yeah, this was this was a really cool way to... Uh, like, again, it, it's nice when you see that mask slip on a Jeff, you know, when you see, yeah. like, the, the, fa- the, the, the fangs behind the behind the smile, almost. And it's uh, it's cool to see those little moments of, like, of, of threat and of, like, danger. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It's just him and Cody all over again, isn't it? Just the slight giving it, pulling away his mask, then quickly putting it back on, and then oh yeah. There's there's a documentary um, that he did on YouTube by a guy called Kenny Johnson. He's done a couple of other uh, documentaries on wrestling. He did one on Janela, uh, one on PCO. I think he did one on Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Um, and MJF is pretty much in character for the whole thing. And every now and again, like he's like a, he's acting like a fucking serial killer. And every now and again, he's letting his mask slip like that. And it's just, it, he's just a master at it. He's really insanely talented at shit like that. Long may I continue. Um, also, he was on Twitter shortly after saying that he got a new phone and all this, that, and the other. And you know, he's he's been told to take a few weeks off medically to heal up. And then he tweeted another picture to show that Sammy Guevara blocked him on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, lo- I loved him with with that like in the match we'll get to it obviously um, when we're talking about it shortly but the first thing he did like when he locked up was go down hold his ribs like he had a broken rib it was like fucking hell <laughs> such shit Audrey. Um before that though we did get a couple of other matches so we got uh, Cody and Lee Johnson uh, versus big shotty Lee Johnson big shotty Lee Johnson Versus uh, Peter Avalon and <clears throat> pretty Peter Avalon, pretty Peter Avalon, and former NXT superstar Cesar Bononi. Um, yeah, oh, what a what a what a what a chunk! What a big lad! He's a big fucker. Isn't he? I didn't realize yeah, he wasn't that big before, was he? Is this one of those instances? I, where, like because Vincent's just that everybody be six five. You forget that six five is actually quite tall. And then when yeah. you see him, you're like, oh fuck, no, he's actually really big. Um, I get the impression that I got him mixed up with Raul Mendoza. Because they were both signed around the same time, and they both weren't really getting used. Just the guy who I expressed an interest in in NXT, and then like the next week he was immediately released. It could have been. I saw him and I was like, "Oh, that guy's pretty cool." And you were like, "Oh yeah, he just he's literally just gone." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> would have been him." Yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, so yeah, uh, the match itself. Uh, Cody goes up to on some Brock at ringside and shakes his hand. Um, apparently he has had a tryout match. Um, there is literally no way for Arn to ever try and claim that that is not his son, is there? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That is ridiculous. The, the only person who looks like they could more be more Arn's son than him is uh, Dax Harwood. Yeah. And <laughs> even then, Dax Harwood would have to grow his hair out a bit before he could look properly like that. He looked like um, Arn, but like 40 years younger. Yeah. He looked like Arm from the eighties. Yeah, um, I was just waiting for him to get a big pair of like aviators and just spine bust to some random. Um, so uh, Johnston straight from the back fires up on both the heels. Um, Benoni looked really good in this match. I thought he hit. A... You gonna talk about the fall away pump paddle slam? The one that injured Cody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, like a, it was like a fallaway pump handle, like flatline almost. It, was, it looked a bit like the bit around the Pete Dunders, but he got Except, him up higher. And he went backwards, didn't he? Instead of mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I just called it, I had it down as a pump handle suplex because he kind of like lifted him over his shoulder and I don't yeah. know, what you're, I, I mean Excalibur didn't name it on the spot so I don't know what we're going to call it. I don't know what, what yeah. we're going to do with that Excalibur making up names. I, I just called it a fall away pump handle slam. Um, yeah, it was, look, but only his power game here was, I mean I know he was throwing around Lee Johnson for most of it and Lee Johnson bumped really well and he, he looked really good in this match like he was the star. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um... The heels isolated Cody. I get the impression that before Cody got himself injured in this match, um, he was meant to be uh, very much doing what Lee Johnson was doing here, with obviously Lee Johnson still picking up the win. Yeah. Um, just because it's Cody. Um, yeah, there, there was a really cool spot as well that uh, Benoni did where he did like a, an inverted ba- uh, body slam. So like he picked Cody up from behind and then yeah. slammed him fake first. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, he just, he, he just looked, he just looked, he looked really, really. I mean, it's the first time I've seen him wrestle for AW. I think I saw him once for NXT, and um, yeah, again, he, he he really impressed me. He did, yeah, he didn't wrestle much for NXT at all. He wasn't really on TV much at all. Um, yeah, I mean, if, he, um, if, he, if he's just like Peter Apple on silent muscle, then I'm all I'm all for it. I was about to say, I kind of hope that's what we go for here. Um, kind of like a similar thing to like Wardlow and MJF, because uh, Avalon's someone as well who's like you forget how good he is until yeah. you see him. Like his character works fantastic with like the whole "don't punch me in the face." I mean, I literally, like, bit, I literally saw him on a documentary this week training David Ockerth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he's been around like a long time. He was yeah. in, like the original PWG days. Um, so we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, Johnson hit like a really cool like neck breaker on uh, Avalon. He then hits a corkscrew dive on Benoni and a modified Ushigaroshi on um, on Avalon, which Tony uh, Tony Shivani literally went, oh my God, he's broke his neck. <laughs> was, that like the, was that like the sort of fisherman's neck breaker sort of thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, where he like, kind of like crossed his legs and then twisted them around and dumped them on his knee. Yep. Uh, Cody was brawling with Benoni at ringside. Um, Peter Avalon goes for what I think might be my favourite name for a move ever, the Martinis. Yes, the Martinis. Um, the double knee, double knee to the back. Um. Double knee to the back of the head. Um, Lee dodges that and then rolls up Avalon for the win. Um, and he did like a little promo where they had like Lee talk about or proud. Basically, they did what um, for anyone who watches being the elite, they did exactly almost what they did when Brandon Cutler got his first win on BTA, just on an episode of Dynamite. Uh, so, n- notably, he thanked all the members of the uh, Rhodes family, hmm. and only the members of the Rhodes family, very specifically. And then you saw in the background QT Marshall looking increasingly pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. QT Marshall train them. I know. I think obviously the idea is they're probably setting up a program where Marshall's going to like bring him up for like not paying him any respect and they're going to have a little fight. Possibly, yeah. Marshall looked like he was about to thump him <laughs> while he was. <laughs> it, it, it looked it looked like they were doing it very deliberately for for, for the sake of a storyline here. Yeah. I mean, Mar- Marshall was put on extra hours in the used car, like, you know, just to he be was able shift- to like was- get the electricity <laughs> going in the. Uh, he was shifting second hand on those at lightning pace to uh, to pay for his training. Yeah, keep that electricity going in the wrestling school. And Lee Johnson does dirt like that. <laughs> I mean, also, at, some, um, at some point, we're going to have to have like a serious discussion about the amount of talent coming out of QT Marshall's wrestling school. Yeah, yeah. Some of the, some of the people. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Cody and Dustin are 
trainers there now as well, aren't they? And so is Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Well, they've got episodes now on um, the Nightmare Family YouTube. Yeah. Of like, it's an hour long episode of the Nightmare Family training skill. Mm. It's like shows you who's in it and things. I mean, half the Dark Order are from there, aren't they? Yeah. And yeah. then you've got Lee Johnson, um, Nick Comrato, a couple of the guys. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of talent coming out of there. Long way to continue. Um, also, one thing that really, really surprised me was Lee Johnson only got signed last night. Oh, he, got, he got his official um, all elite is all elite thing as a, like a as a reward. Okay, for for getting his first win. Yeah, but then Arn was talking about it where he said like since lockdown, Lee Johnson was like the first person to like come to build and ask if he could wrestle. Um. And he was happy just like helping like set up the ring and stuff like that as well. Pain and said, like, he, yeah, said he's been around for like a long time in AEW. I was like, why are you only just signing them? Well, no, because he's, he's been on that sort of like unofficial level, hasn't he? So like he's been he's been around, he's been at ringside, he's been like on mm. dark. Yeah, he's but he's also got the same had the same losing streak that I have Brandon Cutler had. Brandon yeah. Cutler's got two fucking contracts. <laughs> two <laughs> contract cutler, mate. Yeah, because he does the editing for AB and the Elite. Yeah, and he still can't get his fucking sound levels right. Um, Damn! Constantly turning the turning the volume up and down on being the elite, aren't you? No, I guess it's not. I guess it's only a good pair of headphones, mate. It's fine. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I've got a good pair of headphones now because I don't because I watch it on my telly. Can't do that. Um, anyway, speaking of the young books, uh, they get they talk to Dasha backstage. They talk about um, the Good Brothers costing them. The Good Brothers then. Uh, come along and say they should be mad at the inner circle, especially Santana and Ortiz, because they eliminated them. The Bucks then challenge Santana and Ortiz to a tag titles match next week. Um, Good Brothers go to two sweet them, and Nick does eventually, but Matt's like, no, 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 I'm not, not doing that. We'll do it. Do it off camera. One and of the reasons is because, quote, stings right over there. <laughs> I love I loved the way Carl Anderson reacted to that going, yeah, but stings a wolf back guy. <laughs> <laughs> Crap me right. And then as they leave, uh, like they're trying to get Sting too sweet off camera. Yeah, Anderson just goes, Stinger, will you too sweet me? Like he's just I, there, just doing his makeup. I, I love that. I love how um, I love how meta those two are getting. Like right. the thing on being the elite with um, the Good Brothers doing the uh, Festus thing. Yeah, with a PH Absolutely. because Vince wants to PH. Yeah, yeah. Vince um, probably still owns it. Yeah, I mean, they, they were really getting meta. So they were talking like hard numbers in terms of ratings. They were talking about, um, which kind of works because obviously it's a bit of a dick thing to do, like talk about ratings, but they're kind of dicks, and that's the whole point. So, yeah. Especially because the whole gimmick is the wrestlers who don't want to wrestle. They're just like, yeah, you, but... you know, they're just like your old mates from back in the day. You just wish you'd fuck off, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, like... Gallows. Gals calls pri- private party private charity. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Gallows is just he's the biggest carny in wrestling, isn't he? Doc Gallows <laughs> might be my, my favorite thing in wrestling that I'm ashamed to like. <laughs> I mean, I can't be mad at him because he gave us uh, talking shot mania one and two. Yeah. Soon soon to be three. Um and some of the shit that he come up with on a uh, talking shop mania two, if you haven't seen it. Go watch it. It's, just, it's excellent. It's excellent. Um, so after this, we got Hangman Page getting interviewed. Um, he says he didn't want to be in a tag team. Matt Hardy comes up to him and tries to, 
like convinced the hangman to go to the bar with him and says it's a free bar. So hangman goes, yeah, all right, I'll go. Um, he then bumps into the dark order afterwards, and it gets really awkward. And when he, when he walks when he walks past, and he's like, sorry guys, just I just need to get my phone or something like that. And it sit like you could hear Silver in the background going, oh, I messed it up again. I was like, oh, <laughs> I I really hope this leads to the hangman joining the dark order. I hope they're going the long way around for it. Or it's even it's, if... it's definitely going somewhere, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think so. He, do, he doesn't necessarily need to join, just as long as he affiliates himself with them. Yeah, even if he's just like friends with them. Yeah. And every just... now and again, he tags like he, what they were doing with him. As long as John yeah. Silver comes out, when he eventually fights Kenny, as long as John Silver comes out and kicks Don Carlos in the head. <laughs> yeah. I, I, want, I want to see John Silver big boot uh, Doc Gallows. <laughs> after, after last week. After last week, <laughs> whenever it was, or well, yeah, two weeks ago. Sorry. Um, speaking of big kicks, after this we get uh, Pack versus not Dolph Ziggler. Um, <laughs> we just get the the legalized, officially sanctioned murder of Ryan Nemeth by Pack. <laughs> yeah, was, this match was literally just Pack kicking the fuck out of him. He he did that pop up DDT that uh, Dolph does, which it, the way Pack sold it was horrible. Like yeah. Pack sold it like he was having a demon exercised out of him. Yeah. Um, and, oh, that was only for like a couple of seconds, and then he just looked angry and started throwing him into the barricade. He then throw, brings him in the ring, stamps on his head a few times, uh, hits a black arrow, and a locks in a brutalizer and keeps say, him a little su- bit longer. Superb um, camera shot of like an aerial camera shot, like a top-down camera shot of the black arrow, which looked absolutely superb. Yeah. yeah. Really, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's already a meme now. The um, the shot of uh, Ryan Nemeth going like red in the face as Dolph literally uh, chokes his soul out of his body. Yeah, red in um, the face, his tongue hanging out. <laughs> red, red, redder than his brother's politics. Um, yeah. So, um. Basically, we saw a Nemeth get murdered. Um, yeah, I mean, my notes, what, my, what, notes what, were, my notes were literally because Pack doesn't murder. Yeah. Pac, um, Pac what, kills what, Dolph's brother. I mean, we always see a Nemeth getting murdered every week, so it's fine. No yeah, difference. That's true. Um, yeah, then we get a recap of um, Kip and Penelope's wedding and Miro saying that he's going to put Orange Cassidy and Charles in the hospital. Uh, to go be with Trent. Um, he, very, he very specifically said he doesn't blame Chuck. He blames Orange Cassidy. Like, he's, like, he, like he's the bad influence of the group. Like he's, was what you sort of making out. Like it was all his fault. I, I guess we're getting. Um, I, I guess we're getting a Orange versus Miro a, a revolution. Yeah. yeah, or a tag, or maybe a tag match. But I think it'll be a one-on-one. It, it felt. It felt like there was a couple of like matches that the. Started to really, really tease for Revolution this show. Um, obviously that was one of them. Mirror's, um, Mirror's got to go over there, right? Yeah, if they're building them up as this yeah. monster, I. I mean, if he doesn't, what's the fucking point? Yeah. There's no no disrespect to Orange, but Orange can take that loss, and it'll be like, well, it's Mirror. He's a fucking destroyer. Yeah. yeah. If Miro takes that loss, even though Orange has beat like 
Jericho twice and he's got like a couple of big wins under his belt, it would hurt Miro a lot more. Um, yeah. You then see Orange and Chuck, um, and Orange says, "What did he think? What did he think was going to happen?" And then he, he toasts and drinks champagne. Yeah, I like that. That was like a nice little, nice little sort of coda to the uh, to the whole thing. I'm I'm very happy we're getting Chuck Taylor regularly on TV still, despite Trent being injured. Because I love Chuck Taylor; he's such a good wrestler. Um, and he's just generally quite funny as well. Yeah, he's just a really entertaining guy. You know, he's how to uh, knows how to put on a good show. Yeah, very nice fellow as well. I worked the match down with him once. Nice speaking guy. of um, speaking of putting on a good show. Um, yeah, we got uh, Jericho talking about the inner circles match next. Um, MJ like <laughs> Santana and Ortiz go to him to Jericho and say, "Oh, MJF's in the training room," and then MJF like follows them like literally seconds later, <laughs> like after, and it's it's like he sent them to do it as well. He follows them like literally seconds after, and he's like, he's like te- he's like telling him, telling his mom and dad that his brother's just like done this. So, um. He's like, oh, Sammy hit me in the ribs. I think he broke one of my ribs. Um, <laughs> and then, like, you can see as they're entering as well, MJF still telling Jericho stuff that's happened. Um, and then we get uh, the acclaimed come out. Um, Oof, and they with, with, with what is fast becoming, fucking... the be- fast becoming the best entrance in wrestling. I, I <laughs> do enjoy their wrestling a lot. Um, MJF made this very personal on Twitter as well by. Uh, tweeting uh, Bones' boyfriend a lot of shit um, before, like saying he was going to be feeding him steak through a straw and all that. Um, Aaron, did you perchance write down what was wrapped? I have the very last links. I found that the best. I all. thought you had a, would have had some of it because I forgot to write any of they it did, down. They so did make I a reference kind of like, to, um, to Jericho saying that they hoped his bones aren't as fragile as his ego, which I thought yeah. was quite nice. <laughs> um, my, I did. My, I did my, fa- my favorite line was the last one where they go, "MGF, you should go, you should go give me a shot at that diamond ring, or you could be my sunshine and sing." Obviously, a reference to MJF being on a was it Roseanne when he was a yeah. child? Yep. Um, singing, "You are my sunshine." <laughs> deep, Which, deep, even then, deep cut. Yeah, even then he looked like an evil little shit. And MGF went absolutely ballistic with that <laughs> like. <isn't it? laughs> do, do you reckon they tell them what they're gonna say? Nah. Or do you reckon, no, I think, do you reckon, they just, I think they just go off the cuff. Yeah, yes. I think MGF fucking loved that secretly, but it was like, right, you know <laughs> me. I mean, Fuck you. We, we know we know MJF would have been a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, but also probably fuming about it. <laughs> is this is this the start of an acclaimed face turn? I think they're like tweeners, aren't they? Because they kind yeah. of like, they're too over to be heels, like because everyone loves them because they're really funny and thin. Yeah, it's a bit like it's a bit like when Cena was doing the rap thing and he got really over with it and he turned when, face. I'm sorry, you, you can't you can't get people over his heels by having them insult SCU. <laughs> Do you mean the super cringy uncles? Yeah, it's like that's not how you are. That's how you make me boo someone by telling them, telling Christopher Daniels that you're so old, you should be in Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Um, so the match itself, um, it, they did a really good job of making the acclaim look like stars here. Um, so I, as we mentioned earlier, um, they go to tie up 
and MJF just like kind of go, goes down holding his ribs and rolls up the ring. And he's just selling that his ribs were like broken for the whole match. It was brilliant. Um, there was a, there was a, a bit where the acclaimed finally catch him and keep him isolated. Um, Jericho and MJF then cheat to isolate Caster. Um, Bowens tags in, fires up on the heels. Santana tries to distract um, tries to distract their Bowens. Jericho like jumps him, throws him down, goes to the lion's soul. As the ref's checking on Santana, Caster hits Jericho with the boom box. Um, Caster goes up top. Uh, Hager pushes him off the top rope. Jericho hits the Judas effect to win. Um, and after the match, Sammy comes out and Jericho asks what's going on with him. Sammy and like why he broke Max's phone and hit him in the ribs. Um, and then Sammy basically set like says, I told you what I'd do if this shit kept going on and qu- and quits the inner circle. Um, and then he leaves through the face tunnel. Yeah, that was so he sort of pauses on the top of the ramp, doesn't he? In the middle, yeah. And then he goes yeah. up to the right down the face tunnel, which is yeah, felt really significant. Um, I mean, the fucking pop when Sammy came out as well, yeah. like. He's a he's a baby. Sammy's baby. always been over. He's always been over. Yeah, but he's he's also like been able to get himself booed when he needs to. Yeah. Whereas but... now it was like, yeah, Sammy's Sammy's a fucking baby face. That <laughs> they, they can't they can't change that if they get any second thoughts about it. Um, but I I thought this was a this was a decent match. Um, yeah, I mean the the acclaim, I, the acclaim look like the real deal here. They really they really did look like stars. Yeah, I struggled to get into it at times just because, like, the Jericho and MJF stuff was getting a little bit too long in the tooth for me. But I thought the acclaimed stuff was very good. I mean, I think the whole point of Jericho and MJF as a team is that they don't really work together very well and they, they're trying to force it. I think that's meant to be like the, the sort of thing yeah. over. Which I, is, I which, I, I it, 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 it serves the story well, but it, yeah, in the ring, it doesn't make for the smoothest action when you, you know, yeah. Yeah. when we use such a high standard of, of Titan wrestling. <laughs> From AEW. Yeah, it make it makes it a little bit hard to like stay invested in it. But I think the acclaimed um, are a good opponent for them because they can work and they can work a lot of different styles and they can work with a lot of, in a lot of different ways. The acclaimed and I think you know they they, they seem to fit them very well in, in terms of their offense and, and Jericho and, and Jeff. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but the the thing I took from this was I'm very excited to see where they go with the acclaimed and Sammy. What, um, a, what, a, what, a, what a year it's been for new tag teams in AW already. Like, yeah, between them and Top Flight, pretty much. Um, I'm already, I'm already like, it's just, an, I mean, we say this all the time, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches in the AW tag team division. The fact that we haven't seen Top Flight on TV like this week, we haven't seen the Butcher and the Blade on TV this week, you know, and these are two, these are two tag teams that all the companies have, have, have Top Flight been on, um, on Dark this week? I think they were, yeah. And we've got, and we've got a new tag team uh, debuting next week as well. Haven't we? Who? Um, Matt oh, Seidel and Mike Seidel. Oh, yeah. yeah, they found Matt Seidel's brother. Yeah, his brother who did that that horrible dive thing where he nearly where he like nearly broke his neck. Did you see um, what they put on YouTube by the way? Because I think Matt Seidel's on unrestricted this week. They said that both Matt Seidel and Snoop Dogg like to get high. And then they put in wow. brackets. And then they put in brackets. No, from the top row. <laughs> I mean, Snoop didn't get much height on that fucking splash, did he? Let's be honest. No, no. 
Um, but yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, that's a that's a marriage I, I that's, a, that's, a, that's a marijuana <laughs> reference. I could have I could have got more height than fucking Snoop just by jumping off the fucking floor. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> he just he just fell off the fucking top rope, didn't he? <laughs> and, and anyway, back to this. Uh, as as Sammy's leaving, uh, Marvez. Of I mean, who else? Who else is going to be out there? Just, just I know. Red red in the face, Alex Marvez. Um, you know he's had to run off here on the car park for this. I mean. He, he didn't just have to run from the fucking car park. He had to run from that golf course, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, <laughs> I I kind of wish they had to show him the golf course thing before this. I like to think in I'd like to think that he just got back from there and he was absolutely out of breath. Yeah. So literally, as Sammy's as Sammy's like going through the gate, Marvez is just waiting for him on the other side. Like, oh, I've just got back from the golf course. They left me there. Um, but yeah, he, he asks he asks uh, Sammy why he's left, and Sammy says he needed to do this for a long time. He needs some time away from AEW. Um, I, I don't know how long they're gonna keep Sammy off TV. Oh, they're gonna keep him off TV, or is, is he gonna go and make an impact somewhere else? Oh, oh, New Japan. Well, just 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 get him in the X division, mate. Uh, I mean, do you do you want? Uh... I don't know, I think Sammy, not not to this credit, impact at all. But I think Sammy is like... Too big for that. Sammy is on the verge of becoming like yeah, a red-hot baby I'm, face I'm, in AEW. I'm genuinely in agreement with Jay on that one. Right. But if he comes back with the X-Division title... That it being said... Hard. It just felt that, too harsh to say. <laughs> yeah, that, that being said, I would love to see Sammy Guevara and Chris Bay. That would be a very fun match. Um and there'll be a lot of crazy shit going on. Uh, we then go to um, the bar where Hangman's throwing back whiskey while Matt Hardy's just drinking water because he's a smart man. Um, Matt, well, he's, Matt he's, got, he's, got a, he's got a whiskey in front of him, but he's not touching it very notably. Yeah. Mm. And then they get some shots, and then Matt Hardy like pauses on the floor instead of yeah. drinking it. That typical shit out. Um, I mean, he's paying for it, so he's entitled to do what he wants, you know. Uh, he then puts a contract in front of Hangman and uh, Hangman asks for a pen and as Hangman's about to sign it, Matt's like going up to the cameraman he's like going, I'm glad you're here because you because he, he's a little bit drunk and I want you to be able to like show it to show this to him um, when he tries to get out the contract when he sobers up and then as as he's doing this, Hangman switches the contract and pulls another one out of his, co- out of his pocket which I'm very intrigued to see what's going to be on that. Um, I, I imagine we're probably going to get Hangman versus Matt Hardy at Revolution. Yeah, do you reckon it was a contract for a match? Or... It could be, uh, or either that, or it could it could be something else. I, I don't know, but either way, uh, he signs maybe, his contract. Maybe it's just something little for like being the elite, like the Bucks get their locker back or some shit like that. Hangman doesn't give a shit about the Bucks, though, does he? I, I, I it's... It's... It's weird in a way that they've like they've let Hardy get his comeuppance so quickly. Yeah. Unless unless it's just his comeuppance with Hangman. Yeah. I mean, it, they're it, obviously, it could, they're obviously it could even some, be. They're building some sort of Hardy Hangman feud for Revolution, aren't they? This is this is yeah. obviously the, the direction they're going in. It, it could it could even be because they mentioned the fact that Hangman still still owes the private party twelve dollars. 
It yeah. could literally be that that contract he signed waves the twelve dollars. <laughs> but I'm guessing because Hangman was like, Hangman definitely looked like he got one up, got one over on Matt. Um, yeah. And yeah, Matt obviously elated that Hangman signed this deal to be part of his brand. Um, again, I I think this is going to lead to something to do with um, Matt Hardy and. The private party may be feuding with the Dark Order. Um, but we'll see. Uh, after this, we get Sting coming out. Uh, he's about, before he can say anything about Revolution, Team Taz come on the screen. Taz, Taz and Powerhouse Hobbs are like in the driver's seat of a car. Um, that car looked too small for a man of Willie Hobbs' size. Uh, yeah. It also, bit the way, the way that, ta- like, the way that they were um, sort of positioned, it looked like Taz was in a baby seat next to Hobbs <laughs> because they were both the same height. I mean, he probably, um, he probably does need a booster, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, either that or Hobbs would like literally add like the, the front seat down and he was like leaning through from the back to make Taz feel taller. Um, but yeah, he, they zoom out and it's revealed that... Um, Ricky Starks and Brian Cage have got Darby in a body bag tied to the back of the car. Um, they, they seal it shut and then Team Taz drives off with Darby attached to the body bag. Darby gets Hulk Hogan. Only actually going fast. Yeah. They proper floor it, don't they? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's no yeah, camera caught. They haven't switched the bag out. That's definitely Darby in there. Yeah. Oh, Darby probably would have insisted that it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, I. Man, yeah, he took I, a fucking power bomb that he couldn't have fucking see and prepare for in a body bag. With body bag. In it. I was going to say a body bag full of thumbtacks. <laughs> Horrible, but and he got rolled down a um a vet ramp in a body bag, didn't he? By Steel. Yeah. Is it little audition for Jackass Four? Um, Something else. <laughs> mad bastard. Uh, we then go to the golf course where. Kenny's Kenny's playing golf with Callas and like some other guy. Was it Nakazawa? You couldn't really see it was, it, was, it could have been Nakazawa. They were quite far it away. It looked like it so. was Nakazawa. Um so we'll, let's go with it. it was Nakazawa. Um, <laughs> Alex Marvez just walks up to him and Kenny's like, Why are you here? Um, <laughs> and then Kenny's like that. Kenny's cutting a promo saying like he doesn't need to prepare. He's the best wrestler in the world, and he's not going to lose. Like he doesn't miss a shot. He then he hits the ball without looking. And Don Callis then like picks the ball up and puts it in the hole. Um, and then Kenny goes, "Did it go in?" And Don's like, "Of course it went in, champ." <laughs> um, oh. Like uh. the sniveling yes man that he is. Um, then as they're walking off towards the golf cart, Marvez says, can I have a lift? And they just go, no. <laughs> Leave him there. That's why I would have I mean, preferred. How, how, how did he get there? Yeah, how did he get there? The cameraman followed him also. How I, I, re- I reckon he was on like a helicopter and he skydived he, down. He, he, he done, do you remember that part in Toy Story where they like, Woody goes into the fucking space place and they have to all be under the car just holding on the exhaust pipe. <laughs> Either that or he broke into Kenny and Don Callis' car and was just like lying on the back seat. <laughs> Un- 
just hiding in the golf bag. <laughs> um, after this, we got um, Thunder Rosa versus Layla Hirsch, which I thought was a really good match, actually. Um, yeah, what, what, a, what a match this was. Rosa cut a promo before saying that she has three things she wants. She does AEW title, Deeb's NWA title, and Britt Baker. Um, I mean, that's so, she, at least she doesn't, you know, at least she's not got lofty expectations. Just She just wants two titles and to... Uh, that was what to, she wants. And to murder Britt Baker. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think at least two of those things could happen. Um, so, match itself, the trading holds, uh, Layla hits a really cool... It was it was like one of those arm drags that they do in, like, Lucha Libre, where they, like, bounce rope to rope. Um, I, I thought Layla Hirsch, like, she looked... She looked a lot more of a... Um, like, she had a lot more depth to it, what she brings. Like, a lot, it's similar to, like, the Derby Janela match, where they were showing they could do technical as well as doing, like, crazy uh-huh. batch hardcore stuff. Well, she was doing... All- what they do for the rest of the matches as well, just give everyone like a proper chance. I think she, she showed a lot more personality in this match as well. I think she's yeah. she's gotten better every time we've seen her on TV. Uh, yeah. Like, like noticeably better, and I think this carried on the trend. Um, yeah, um, yeah. She she um, it was cool because obviously Thunder Rosa's like got like really good at the break stuff, and she's really good at like technical stuff. And it felt like Layla Hirsch like really matched Thunder Rosa for everything she did. Um, and it, it, she didn't. She didn't look out of place against Thunder Rosa either. Like one of the best women um, in the entire division, and Layla looked like she could have feasibly won the match. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she she had like a really cool dive on Thunder Rosa as well. Um, Rosa hit some running knees in the corner, and Layla hits a really nice jam, uh, like the triple German suplexes. Um, she goes for a moonsault and Thunder Rosa blocks with her knees and then Layla kind of like rolls out of that and just like hits like a pair of running knees on it. Um, yeah. Hirsch misses a moonsault. Uh, Thunder Rosa goes for the Thunder Driver. Hirsch reverses it into one armbar and then Thunder Rosa fights out of that and hits the Thunder Driver for the win. Um, really good match. Really, yeah. really good match. More is, of this, is that, like, this is how... Really, to start a tournament, just going heavy, and hopefully it does carry on just the rest. Mm. Like, because there's there's quite a few Japan names that we don't know of on the other side that I would like to see, yeah. like who they are and stuff. So, are you, are you gonna watch the um the matches on YouTube? Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this yeah, is, this tournament, this tournament's really got my interest, and I think it's a really yeah. good opportunity to show how far the AW Women's Division has come in the last sort of 12, 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of women who were in the Japanese side of it. Obviously, Emi Sakura and Yuka Sakazaki have both already had like a fair few matches in AEW, and as your Kong, as your Kong's like a legend. She's uh, been she's been on an AEW pay per view. Well, she has. Of. She was on All In as well, wasn't she? Yeah. She was in double or nothing, and she was on all in. Um, and obviously, she's like she's been in WWE like in the nineties. She's a Japanese wrestling legend, not just a women's wrestling legend. Yeah, and uh, um, Makito has got my attention as well. Yeah, Makito's got she's my got attention. She's got everyone's attention. Yeah. After 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 going after Cornette on Twitter this week, she's like <laughs> the person I want to win. <laughs> yeah. Also, just every exchange she has with um, with Lance Archer on Twitter is fantastic. 
where it's like wholesome in a very evil way. Um, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, uh, one thing I was quite surprised about, and with with Thunder Rosa bringing up Britt Baker, I thought maybe they would have used that as an opportunity to possibly give Layla Hirsch like a little run in the tournament. That obviously like looking good in the tournament. Like we we've been speaking about the Dusty Classic on the NXT review the last couple of weeks, um, and a team having a good run in the tournament is a good way to kind of put a bit of momentum behind them. I thought they could have done this with someone like Layla Hirsch, who we know is very good. And whenever we see her, she's get she's getting better. So why not give her a bit um, more a bit of a run? But then there's other people they could do that with in the tournament. Take on um, specifically. Take on is the one that came yeah, to my mind. Specifically. Or even Anna J to a degree. Yeah, don't um, forget it's only there's only three matches per bracket. So yeah. per wrestler maximum to them to have. So it's not as if like, you know, she'd been deprived of like a five match streak or anything like that. Oh no, but even still, it, it's just something to put on the CV, I guess, isn't it? Um, Unless I mean, but, you don't you don't know how far they're taking Rosa in this tournament, do you? So that's true. Um, I don't think she's going to go to the final. I'm not sure who's going to win it, but I don't think Rose is going to the final. I, I've got a feeling they might have. Um, she might have. Should we wait until after the, the first Japanese. round and then do picks for for funds? Yeah, for funsies. Oh yeah, let the first round um, out the way. I've, I've got. In, in my head, I think either one of the Japanese bracket women are going to win because there's no point in them making a big deal of it if one of them isn't going to win. Um, especially because Sheeda's over there at the moment. Mm. Um, or possibly have Riho win because she's she didn't get a rematch against Nyla, did she? Yeah. Um, after this, we got um, Jungle Boy talking about uh, the FTR attack and that he says he beat Dax in the ring and he Talks about like about how that match with Dax was like so hard hitting. Um, so he he says it, Jurassic it changed, Express it changed him basically as, as a person. Like mm. he did seem a lot more intense in this promo. I thought I really liked it. I thought this is a, you, know, you don't get to see a lot of um of Jungle Boy talking. I think obviously that's one thing they're really keen to sort of get him to do this year is to sort of build up his, his, his sort of promo drops and his personality. Yeah, I mean he's he's one of the guys that I think is going to be like one of their like mega stars in in a couple of years time like one of their like top guys yeah um, well, last, time I, last time I saw him on TV was so on that David Arquette documentary when he has his death match against Nick Gage he cuts his neck really badly and uh, Jungle yeah. Boy actually drives him to the hospital isn't it Jungle Boy and his dad yeah well Luke Perry's in the back with him like making oh, like, him bleed to death Perry. and um, yeah, yeah. Jungle, Boy, Jungle Boy's driving the car <laughs> it's just like Jesus <laughs> Christ um yeah, he's 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 immensely talented, isn't he? And he's gonna, as I say, uh, a lot of the guys who are like kind of around the top of AEW at the moment, you feel like they're probably in five years' time going to be not not leaving the company, but definitely sort of stepping down the card a bit. Mm. A bit like what Jericho is doing now, where he's had his title run, and now he's moving down the card and focusing on elevating other guys. Um, and I think Jungle Boy is going to be one of those guys who are around the top. Obviously, Ricky Starks will as well, and Sammy Guevara and MJF. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and Darby. They, they've got they've got a, a lot, huh? And Darby. Yeah. And Darby and Wardlow and Wardlow. Fuck, I mean, it's you can take your pick, can't you? There's, they've there's got plenty. a lot of like really talented young guys, and even John Silver and Orange. Yeah, they're probably going to be knocking about around there. Um, Fred Orange, um, Orange feels like he's been around for years, though. Like I mean, he has. Orange has been around for years. He's just 
not he's not had the opportunity to like become a star until now. Yeah. Um because for a long time he was just like Chuck Taylor's manager, wasn't he? He was an ant for um, a long time as well. Fire ant for a bit as well, yeah. Um <laughs> so then this leads us to the main event of the evening, which is Kenny Omega and Kenta versus Mox and Archer. Now, before we start this match, um, well, first off, uh, I'll just say it was very, very cool that Kenta came out to his actual New Japan music. I'm so actual poor thing. I, I enjoyed it. Um, should he not have like a spotlight or a bit of pyro? Or it just looked a bit dull without anything. It, it did. But it was very cool that he came out to his New Japan music. He's not employed by the company. Why would he get Pyro in Kobo? That's, that's what I was about to say. Like, is it because but he's not a, employed? Um, <laughs> there's, a twi- there's a Twitter account that we follow called Tiger Driver. And they're like, sort of like indie wrestling news and shit like that. People always say how great they are. And they, they put a thing going. They're, they're actually playing Kent's New Japan music. They've got the rights to Kent's New Japan music. Not even New Japan have the rights to Kent's New Japan music. <laughs> no, that that shows how cool it is that they've done that. Um, but yeah, it was it was very surreal seeing Kent come out like with his his whole entrance video from New Japan and his entrance music. Um, it definitely it felt more than like just a one time thing. I felt. Oh I yeah, thought. definitely. Um, because I that well, that that's the thing that obviously the books on uh, BT were like BT were like oh yeah this is just like a one time thing, uh, and there's been a lot of like conflicting reports of like how it's 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 in its infancy still and it's still working through it. It's just they wanted to promote this match, um, which was why they're doing this as they are. But it definitely felt more like there was more swift than that um, on this. Show. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just. Just for something that happens later in the match is something you thought you'd never see on on TV. Um, <laughs> this was not this was a match in itself that I didn't expect to see Kenta having ever. Yeah. So the fact that his first match in AEW was this was fucking insane in its own right. Um, before we get to the match, Aaron, I believe um, last week you were very disappointed that you didn't have a Kenny Omega entrance. And Justin Roberts. Wrong um, choice of words. <laughs> Justin Roberts made sure it was extra long this week, mate. So, uh, what was said? Well, as fucking introduction for Kenny is, and now the man who is undefeated in singles action for 529 days, the very first, and some would say the greatest IWGP United States heavyweight champion. His fair AEW victories are more than anyone else on the roster. Overall, he has won 10 straight matches fitting across three different organisations. His pinfall over John Moxley, the only pinfall on John Moxley, was for the biggest WTF moment in the Bleacher Report 2020 AEW Awards. His biggest WTF coincidentally took place at a Wild Wing Cafe in North Carolina. He hails from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. He weighs 224 pounds for 70 days so far. He is the All Elite Wrestling World Champion. He is Kenny Omega. Has he only been champion for 70 days? That's fucking mental. It feels (laughs) like he's been champion for ages. (laughs) 
feels like he's been champion for fucking years. Um, that's mm. mad. So, um, um, before you go into the actual match as well, Excalibur says something that was you didn't. I totally forgot. Three of the men are former US champs, as well as the one going for the title. Inter- interestingly, <laughs> um, John Moxley won it off his tag team partner tonight. Yeah, I totally yeah. forgot Archer actually held the title. It's really cool. So if this is like if this is like our, our sort of main event scene at the moment, there's so many like interconnecting stories between these four guys, which is really yeah. really cool. I love that Moxley as well. Earlier in the night when he did that promo, was saying about oh, like, oh yeah, a couple of months ago Lance Archer was trying to kill me, and now we're friends. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's fucking great. Um, so they, this match it. was wild. Hmm? Is it just two other people, Jay White and Juice Robinson, has held the title? And Cody. Oh, Cody as well, aye. Aye, sorry. Cody won it off Juice, didn't he? Aye. Or did he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Cody yeah. won it off Juice, and then Juice won it back off Cody. It was Wrestle Kingdom. Is it? And then uh, Mox won it off Juice in his um, New Japan debut. Then he got stripped of it, then Lance won it, then Mox won it back. Um, can, can I just say before we so this match is effectively just like the rebirth of Lance Archer as the most dangerous man in professional wrestling yep oh man this he, this he, match he, 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 he looks like an absolute killer in this match I'm going to say it now I think we're going to get Archer versus Kenny at Revolution I mean it seemed it to be honest if not, Revolu- if not Revolution maybe double or nothing because they've then- obviously Who's Kenny going to fight at Revolution if it's not Archer? Well, I was about to say, I was about to say that. They've been teasing a rematch for Mo- with Mox. So it could be that they're kind of like setting up Kenny and Archer now. So they've got it there to build towards for me. Mm. Either that or we're getting blood and guts, uh, um, double or nothing. And uh, it's going to be like Kenny, the good brothers, maybe Ken's there. Couple other people, and then Mox, Blizz, 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 Blizz. Oh yeah, Young Bucks could be in that as well, couldn't he? Um, yeah, and then Mox Archer, Death Triangle. You know, it's exciting, isn't it? Um, so yeah, the match itself, like pretty much straight from the bell, Kenta just twats Mox with the briefcase, <laughs> and then he, he hits Archer with it, and Archer just no sells it, just turns around, uh, Kenny. Kenny kicks Archer and then Archer like basically like takes one right on the top of his head and goes down. Um, the double team Mox um, and Mox and Kenta just trade strikes. Uh, Mox fights out of a GTS and Kenny hits Mox with a um, trash can as he goes for a paradigm shift. Um, that, Archer brings in a ladder. Belly to belly's can. He was a bit late getting in the ring with it because Moxley had to pretend to wiggle. And Kenny had to he hold got up. stuck, didn't he? As he was getting in. <laughs> it took a while yeah. for them to. <laughs> yeah, they should have just done a little, little bit more fighting out in and out of it, shouldn't they? Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, then all all four men brawl through the crowd. Um, there was a bit where Kenta, Kenta and Mox get back in the ring. Kenta uh, sits Mox down on a steel chair and it's a Busaiku knee. Um, Kenny and Kenta then brawl with Archer in the crowd. Uh, Kenta just GTS's Peter Avalon for no reason. <laughs> um, 
And I think then, I, was, I was big into that. Archer throws Ken- yeah, then Archer throws Kenny through uh, Peter Avalon's heart-shaped bed. Yeah, he kind of uses Kenny to destroy the bed, like, with his body. Yeah. What was that bed the, made the, of? Because it made, like, a weird breaking noise. It was like a wooden frame, It was like it? plywood. Yeah. Yeah, it was just plywood. Just... Um, they literally, it was just just plywood with a blanket over it. They hadn't even put, they hadn't even put like a mattress on it or anything. Yeah. Before you carry on to the next part, um, more on funny noises. Um, when Kenny, like, absolutely got thrown into the ladder, and the ladder had no given it whatsoever, and it just went doof, and Kenny just slid in it. <laughs> it was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a real ladder, wasn't it? Like, that, was... that was a real ladder. Archie just flung him like he was a piece of shit at the ladder as yeah. well, didn't he? <laughs> Madness. Um, so uh, uh, then Kenton and Mox like brawl to the back, and then Archie follows them. They fight on what looked like uh, those like food trolleys that you bring up like a buffet on. Um, I think Tony Schiavone actually called it buffet tables at one point as well. Yeah. Um, Mox goes for a pile driver. Kenta reverses to a DDT that while the ref's like trying to stop it from slipping apart. That was really precarious. Well, as, as, uh, as he sort of, so he sort of hits him on one and then he like sort of rolls onto the next one. Yeah. Um, so they end up on like um, separate because they're like, it's, if, if you haven't seen it, it's like three separate like weedy trolleys all like, like sort of held together. Yeah. Which is in no way, which is no way dangerous at all. No. No, not at all. Um, this this was like sort of out of the attitude era, though, like an old like hardcore title match. It was awesome. Um, and then Kenta locks in a LaBelle lock on Mox. And then my favorite the, uh... my favorite moment of the entire night. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Uh, Lance Archer breaks it up by throwing a box of potatoes at Kenta. Uh, <laughs> to- Tony goes, "Can I see it? Can I see it? He potato down." Jr. ruins it by going. It's Spud City tonight in AEW. Fuck off, JR. You get you ruined it. Yeah, for those of you I who mean, aren't I... smart marks like the three of us, in case you're wondering, a pota- potatoing someone is um, when you hit them with a legitimate punch instead of like a, a pulled punch. So Vader I mean, or Bradshaw. Yeah. <laughs> I I was I was just disappointed neither of them said everybody fries when he threw the potatoes at them. Oh, oh that yeah. was right there. Um it was, it was fucking low hanging fruit. Bastards. <laughs> I like the fact as well the LaBelle lock. Kenta doing the LaBelle lock was obviously like a little um little shout out to Daniel Bryan. Because obviously Daniel Bryan does Kenta's like running me. So Kenta did Daniel Bryan's submission hold. Um then Mox and Omega just brawl around the kitchen. Mox hits him with a potato at one point. Um and Kenny uh Kenta and Archer like brought a brawling around the kitchen as well. Uh Kenny and Mox fight back to the ringside area where they're like so very throwing. very cleverly here they use um, like an instant replay to sort of disguise the travel time while they get yeah. from the kitchen back to the ring rather than watching them just walk through a corridor they give you replays yeah, yeah. which I thought was really it was just saved like 10 minutes or 5 like sort of 90 seconds of just walking down a corridor which I thought was quite nice yeah um I did find it mad though that they uh, they went they disappeared one part like one side of the uh, auditorium and then he came out the other side. Um, 
because like they went they went in like through the stand didn't they and then they came back through the uh, through like the car park area yeah um, so where am I yeah so they're brawling to the back air uh, Kenny V triggers Mox as Mox goes up top for like a move. Um, he then V triggers Mox again and Mox lands on a table and Kenny's just kind of like punching Mox while he's on the table. On the stage... Um, this this, this bit was Archer. super cool because like all the while while Mox and, Ken, and um, Kenny are fighting down the bottom, you can sort of see in the background... Um, Kenta and Archer like fighting on the stage, which is really cool. And, like, I, I love this. The way they interact with this, this the way they, they set this up, where they filmed it was super cool. Yeah. Um and Mox go uh, Mox Archer, sorry, goes to powerbomb uh, Kenta through the announce table. Um Kenta fights out, he ducks a big boot, and in, in the same movement of ducking the big boot, he hit a dive and double stomp off the stage onto Mox through the table. Um, as I threw the table, the table just kind of tipped over and landed it, on it, top it, of it. It kind of crumpled a bit, but it didn't like fully break. But the way it was shot was awesome. Yeah, it looked like, like he, it looked like he legit old. killed him. Yeah, I think well, Mox is out the fight of the match for a little while. After this wasn't he? Um, Archer then basically like as this is all happening, Archer's like walking from like the announce table to the to the ring, and he's like just pointing at Kenny, going, "I'm coming for you." Um, he they just brawl in the ring. Uh, Archer hits a choke slam on Kenny. Uh, he does like the rope walk moonsault. And then as he's going for the blackout, uh, the Good Brothers run down, uh, attack Archer. Archer um, goes for a choke slam on Anderson. I mean, you say, and... the, you say the attack Archer, they attack Archer by like throwing the, the chins at his fist. Yeah. <laughs> because he lays them the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He, he, he lays them out and then uh, Anderson reverses the choke slam into a gun stun and then they've got the advantage. Uh, Gallows decks of Jake and then Kenny goes to V-Trigger uh, Jake and Mox just appears with a baseball back covered in barbed wire. Before, and like... before that, Jake hits uh, Oh, he's short on clothesline, Anderson, yeah, didn't he? He hits a, a pretty sick-looking clothesline for a man of his advanced age. He did one um, last week as well on uh, Angelico, didn't he? Yeah, it's good to see Jake getting a bit more. I mean, as long as he's comfortable and as long as he feels like he's able to, it's good to see him you know, still getting involved in matches and I, I yeah. pop, I pop, I pop for it. It's fucking Jake the Snake, isn't it? Always pop for Jake. Um, yeah, so Mox fights them all off with a barbed wire baseball bat. Um, but then the numbers te- like take their advantage. Kenta GTS is Mox. Um, before he can get the pin, Archer takes out Kenta, and then the Good Brothers Magic Killer Archer uh, help Kenny get him up for the one winged angel, and then Kenny hits it to win. Um. I, I thought this was fucking mental, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah, like I'm all for hardcore matches any day of the week. Give me it. Fuck yeah. yeah. Like you said, like you said earlier, Joe, this, like... this was proper old school. It was like into the back, yeah. hitting people with mad shit. But then it, it all served, everything served the match. There was nothing gratuitous. It was all still to- storytelling as well. Yeah. Like, it was all yeah. forward in the stories. So even after the match, like with Kenta there. Like at ringside, just like standing over Mox with his, his briefcase, staring at him. I was like, oh, fucking hell. Can't wait for that. Can't wait, Can't wait to see more of this. Um, yeah, I, I imagine Arch is probably going to show up in Impact at some point and take up the Good Brothers. Oh, I'm, I'm here for it. Okay. Well, he well, well, they are defending the belts against Private Party this weekend. So, 
he is thinks he's in a football boot. Or a long tight? <laughs> <laughs> or what was his other name? Fucking Dallas or something like that. What were you talking about? Just time in the Rock and Raven section. <laughs> no, that was last week. Yeah. Um, now, when he first started, didn't he have a different name? Just Wikipedia and him now. Um, yeah, it, it was. It was a very exciting, um, very exciting match. Anyway, um, and there was a lot of, lot of like kind of building towards other things. As I say, I think we're probably getting. Yeah, it was Dallas's first name in him. Um, in he was Lance Rock in the Rock and Raven faction. For anyone keeping yeah. track. Um, yeah, so so I, I I think as I say, I think we're probably getting the Mox Kenny rematch at Revolution, and then maybe Archer and Kenny. I mean, this this match like single has elevated Archer back to the main event. It was he was yeah. that strong. Like I would now, you now totally believe that he could be a credible threat to Kenny's title. Oh, yeah. It's it someone. It took three guys at Infinity Jump to put him down at the end of the match. He's somebody that if if they were, I, I don't I don't see Kenny dropping the belt for quite some time. I think he's probably going to have a year long reign. But if they were to hot shot the belt to Archer just for like a couple of weeks and then give it back to Kenny, I wouldn't be upset. No, I mean he's a, he's a he's a, like said, he's, a he's a credible threat, which is he's you know, awesome. Yeah, really nice, so really good, super super nice guy as well. Um, <clears throat> he really endeared himself to me um, on the after show at the Brody Lee tribute. He came on speaking to Tony, um, and he was saying apparently he, after that show he went up to Tony Khan and said he doesn't care if he ever gets booked in the ring again. He said he never wants to work with another wrestling company. He said he wants to work. He only wants to work with another guy Lance Archer yeah. Um, but yeah that was AEW fellas um, what are your highs and lows uh, I think I can go first I my high is going to have to be that fucking hardcore match the street fight sorry give it its proper name Aaron come on street fight would they uh, change the name of it that many fucking times mate for not uh, getting his name they said uh, false count anywhere match but then they said the week prior that it was an unsanctioned match. Yeah. So, who knows? Uh, uh, what about your low point? I think my low is just... It's going to have to be... Um, the Cody and Johnson versus Avalon and Pannoni. It was... Yeah. Fair enough, Lee Johnson got the win and that's what it was there for. But it just... Yeah. It looked, it looked good. To, to the rest of the card, it was meh. Yeah, that's true. Um, what about you, Big Tasty? Oof, um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I did. My, my, my favourite match of the night was, was probably the main event, but for, for the sake of a picture, I always have to go try and do something different, um, spread it around. So it was a show that had a lot of good on it. I'm going to go with um, Layla Hirsch, Thunder B. Thunder Rosa. Um, I'm a big Layla Hirsch fan. She's really got me invested in her as a, as a wrestler. Uh, I think she's, like I said before, I think she's improved every time we've seen her. <clears throat> I think she's a legitimate like yeah. future star, like properly. Thunder Rose is probably one of the best women wrestling in the world right now. She's, yeah. One thing that's really underrated about Layla Hirsch, which I forgot to actually mention before when we were talking about it, is that she's fantastic at selling. Yeah, she's like such a good seller. There was that little hilarious spot near the start as well where they both looked at each other's hair and they both got really angry with each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, I think I think you know that was that was a 
match I wasn't necessarily expecting it. I kind of had expectations for it, but it, it really met them and exceeded them, which I really enjoyed. Um, I mean, picking my low points, it's it's hard because like it, this is one of those shows that we talk about a lot on, on the show, where like nothing's bad; it's just like good enough. Mm. Everything was like so. Good. So this isn't like my low point. It's like well, it's it's not like this isn't a bad thing. It's just like the least great thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm probably with Aaron. I'm probably yeah, the, the Lee Johnson, Cody, Peter Evelyn. I mean, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> I enjoyed like watching Lee Johnson and Caesar Zabinoni for the first time. I thought they were both great. It was just a bit of a throwing match, wasn't it? It was just a bit. Yeah. It, it felt it felt like Cody was kind of there just to add a bit of credibility to. Yeah, star power, really. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys on the low. Um, that or, I, as I said earlier, I, I really struggle to get into the MJF and Jericho in a um, versus the Acclaim match. But I did think the Acclaim looked fantastic in that. I just kind of, just just Jericho's stuff's like pretty samey recently, isn't it? And then MJF like was just being a shit out heel. So there, there wasn't really a lot to it. Um, yeah, my my high point as well. It was the main event. There was nothing else on the card that I enjoyed more. It was just it was excellent. It was really enjoy. It was really enjoyable. Uh, I'm really excited for where all of it's going. And the big thing as well, which you talked on Big Tasty, was that they made Lance Archer look like an absolute monster, which is what they should be doing. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where they go with all of it. I feel like this, as I said earlier, I feel like this show's really laid a bit of the groundwork on the road to Revolution because we're only a month away at the time recording. Yeah, it really, it really felt like it pushed all the storylines forward in the ways that it needed to. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what what was that contract that Matt Hardy signed. Where does Hangman stand with the Dark Order? Um, you know. Um, what's happening next to Sammy? What's happening next to the Inner Circle? What's happening in the main event scene? I think everything's in a really good spot right now in terms of storylines. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, before we go, um, Aaron, where can people find us on social media, please? Uh, Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, where you can watch all our live streams that we've had, our retro watch alongs. Our gaming nights, take your pick. We're also doing things at Untitled Dress Pod on Twitter for the bands. And on our Twitch, you can catch us live because we're starting to do games like on our own or together, but not on a Saturday night. So You're you're doing something Saturday afternoon, aren't you, mate? Uh, Saturday afternoon, I'm beginning a new adventure. Well, for you, not me. (laughs) You want to say what it is? Sonic Adventure, <laughs> the first one. Yeah, um, that the Twitch channel is the same as our Twitter as well, Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, also, you'll see me probably playing a bit of Halo Five again because I had fun doing that the other night. And uh, Big Tasty, will you be doing anything on there or not with my terrible internet? But I'll be yeah, joining. I'll be joining you, you and Troy whenever you're doing any. I'm I'm, I'm downloading the Master Chief Collection at the moment. Got Are you downloading zone. Halo Five as well? Um. I'll have to get my Xbox because I can't play that cross with the other PC. But yeah, um, get know, that. We, we played play some Apex Legends last week. We played some Warzone. We played some, some good old battle royales because I know you kids like your battle royales, so we're going to be giving you some of them. Yeah, yeah. 
you get you get to see me being crap at most shooting games except Halo, because um, I'm good at Halo. <laughs> but yeah, uh, also where can we get some beard and beer needs fulfilled, please? Big tasty. Well, we'll start with beer first. If you do require some wrestling themed beers, uh, you can head over to topperbrewing.com where we will very soon we've got some beer in Tango right now it's getting canned next week so we'll have a completely refreshed selection some brand new beers some returning favourites so head over to topperbrewing.com you can buy more direct and muscle ship to your door which is very nice of us uh, and if you need some beard products you can go to thatchface.com now I went on thatchface.com the other day so my, my beard oil is getting towards the end I need, I need a new one they do some lovely beard oils they do a, like a mint one they do a citrus one and a sandalwood one so you can take your pick like three different fragrances. Yeah. I don't know which one to go for first. I'm, I'm quite excited. They also do like brushes and like little sets and stuff. It's, it's really cool. Uh, you can use the code TROYXL85 to get 25% off. 25% off? 20. 20. Sorry. If you don't get to 25, get 20. But the extra 5% is, is it's all in your head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Use code TROYXL85 to get 20% off and all of their, some of their proceeds from factories will go towards Charities supporting sufferers of autistic cancer, which is great. Um, yes, yeah, so do check them out if you do need some beard products. They are excellent. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll catch you next week for another episode of AEW. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. I found an AEW one for you, boys. Here you go. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> So for those of you who can't see that, which is everybody, it said, my girlfriend made me choose between her and AW. I said, see the Romero. Excellent. Excellent. You love to see it. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.